0: Or any of the other leaders, you can get our contact information. We'd love the address or directions to help anything. there. All right. So one more announcement is camp. How many of you know that is my favorite announcement right now? Okay. I'm all about camp, and I wish you guys would all go but because our thing isn't working right now. We can't watch a video, so I'm I was uh, challenged to act out the video for you, but I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> How many of you guys want to see me act out camp? I don't know if people are talking for me so much. I know this. But um, no real talk guys. This is a week set aside for you. I know we go through the motions of life and get the first, this is a week where so you guys set it apart, you go to camp, and you have the time of your life. It is all oh, it is a week built just so you guys can relax, with your Friends, have fun all day, and then at night come this awesome, radical service, guys. You just get blown away by the words about going, into' it's about going to the next level. Seeing all these people from all over your state who are just like you, who are going after God, all pulled out. How many of you want to see like a thousand kids just like you going for Jesus? It is something else, and it's all about you guys. Today, that we can come and become leaders revolving around and investing in you guys.
1: All right, amen?
0: So the cost is two twenty five, dollars but if you get the money to me, before June 1st it's only $200 you can have $100 to me before June 1st you can give me the $100 when we go to camp so if you can come up with $100 before June 1st the cost will only be $200 does that make sense you can now say one more time you can have $100 to me before June 1st it will be how much $200. $200. So you'll pay $100 now and then $100 on the day we leave for camp. So $100 now and the other $100 when we leave. Okay? If you miss that deadline, it's $225. Okay? So you'll still pay $100 and $125 when we go to camp. Okay? So it's a little bit extra if you miss the deadline. If you miss every deadline and you just decide the night before you want to go to camp, it's $250. So how many of you want to say 50 bucks? Okay? So if you can get me that money before June 1st, it is Father, I just thank you for this time. You're such a good father to us, and I thank you for your faithfulness, God, that that when you say we seek you with all our heart, God, we will find you. So I pray tonight we would seek you, God, and that we would find you. I thank you, God, for who you are. In Jesus' name I pray.
1: Amen.
2: Gotta turn the mic on. How about that? <laughs> Come on, just close your eyes in this place with me. Come on. You're so good We bless your name, oh Lord We want to meet with you Come on, right now, from the beginning of this time of worship Would you just say in your heart right now That God, come on, I want you to invade my life right now Come on, maybe you've been so busy this week And you really haven't spent time and think about the Lord But right now, He's really into you Come on, would you just lay everything at His feet Come on. God, we want to know you this night more intimately than we did yesterday. And God, we pray that as we sing this song, God, made you fill our hearts in Jesus' name. Let me sing it. I want to scream it out. I want to scream it out From every mountain top Your goodness knows no bounds Your goodness never stops Your mercy follows me Your kindness fills my life Your love amazes me And now I'll we'll sing And I'll sing because you are good, and I'll dance because you are good, and I'll shout because you are good, you are good to me. And I'll sing because you are good, and I'll dance, you are good, and I'll shout because you are good, you are good. Sing, Nothing and No One. Nothing and no one come anywhere close to you. The earth and oceans they only reflect this truth. And in my darkest nights, you shine as bright as day. Your love amazes me. And I'll sing! And I'll sing because you are good, and I'll dance because you are good, and I'll shout because you are good, you are good to me. And I'll sing because you are good, and I'll dance because you are good, and I'll shout because you are good, you are good. Come on, sing with a cry. With a cry of praise My heart will proclaim You are good You are good In the sun or rain My life is celebrates You are good Yes, you are good Come on, sing it again With a cry of praise My heart will proclaim You are good. You are good in the sun, in the sun, rain. My heart will proclaim You are good. You are good. Come on, sing and I'll sing. And I'll sing because. And I'll sing because You are good, and I'll dance because, dance you for good you, Lord. because You are good. You are good to me. And I'll sing because You are good, and I'll dance because You are good, and I'll shout because You are good. You are good. One more time and I'll sing because you are good, you are good, and I'll shout because you are good, you are good to me, oh, give him a shout of praise and a hand clap. just an attitude of prayer. Come on, I just want to share, man. Isn't it hard sometimes to see his goodness? Let's be very honest, man. In life, it may be really hard to just see, man, God has been good this week. Man, some of us may come from homes where mom and dad are constantly arguing. Man, let's just keep it real. Some of you may come from homes that your parents don't live together, and maybe you're in a family of alcoholics or whatever have it, or maybe you're just hurt because of people. And your week has been so good, but we're singing songs, man. God is good. I just ask you right now just to close your eyes, and we're just going to turn our attention on God because he really is good. Oh, and it only gets better. And so God, we give you this time, and God, we confess that sometimes it's hard to see your goodness in our lives, God. But we won't stop. Come on. We won't stop giving you praise. Even when it hurts us, God, even when we can't see it, we know that you're faithful and that you're a God that keeps his word. If you're the God that will give your whole life for us, God, we know that there's something in it, God, and we just pray that, God, you give us the strength to hold on. Because, God, we know that we belong to you. And your word says that what can separate us from the love of God? Come on, no principality, no man. No angel or demon, no death, no height can separate you from the love of God, the Father. So we just pray that in this place, come on, if you're in this place and say, man, I just need to experience his goodness and his love right now before I move forward. Would you just lift your hands with me right now? Come on, I believe the Lord just gives it away freely. You don't have to be a church member. You don't have to be a leader. If you're simply saying, man, I need God in my life, come on. Would you just surrender right now? That's all it takes. We surrender to you. Surrender to you. I'm going to sing this next song. It's a new song. It's just called I Belong to You. And when we get to the course, it's really simple. It's just saying, I belong to you. Hallelujah. Well, you can be the one that steals my heart with just the simple thought of who you are. Let your light shine in the darkest parts, let your love fill the world. And you can be the fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. What you fill me up to overflow, let your love fill the world. And I belong to you forever, I belong to you. I belong to you forever. I belong to you. We'll see it again. I belong to you forever. I belong to you. Oh, I belong to you forever. I belong. let your words be like a burning flame come in close and touch my heart again the whole earth trembles at the sound of your name let your love fill the world and all i want is more of you your breath is life your word is truth your glory here is bursting through let your love the world and I belong to you forever I belong to you and I belong to you forever I come sing it out I belong yes I belong to you forever I belong to you and I belong to you Forever I belong to you Sing it again Yes, I belong to you Forever I belong to you And I belong to you
1: Forever I belong to you
2: You have set my heart on fire My love will not desire, it's only for you. And as your glory fills this place, your love we will embrace, it's only for you. And I belong to you forever I belong to you tell them and I belong to you forever I belong to you oh. and I belong to you forever I belong to you and I belong to you forever I belong to And you have set my heart on fire. My love and my desires are only for you. And as your glory fills this place, your love we will embrace. It's only for... Pulsing singing, I Belong. And I belong to you forever. I belong to you. I belong to you. Yes, I, belong I belong to you. And I belong to you forever. I belong to you. I belong to you forever. And I belong to You, forever I belong to You And I belong to You, forever I belong to You God And I belong to You, forever I belong to You And I belong to You Forever, I belong to you. You've set and you have set my heart on fire. My love and my desires, I only for you. And as your glory, and as your glory fills this place, your love we will embrace solely for you, it's every voice, I belong, and I belong to you, forever I belong to you, and I belong to you, forever I belong to you, God, and I belong to you, forever I belong to you, and I belong... Every voice, I belong to you. Forever, I belong to you. And I belong to you. Forever, I belong to you. I belong. set a fire down in my soul i can't contain i want more of you
1: god i want more of you god set a fire down in my soul
2: Set a fight down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you,
1: God.
2: I want more of you, God. Set a fight down. We'll sing, There's no place There's no place I would rather be No place I would rather be No place I would rather be hearing Hearing So I'll we'll sing in no place No place I would rather be There's no place I would no place I would here in your love Com set, set a fire down in my soul that I Set a fight boy Set a fire down in my soul I can't contain, I can't control. I want more of you, God. And I want more of you, God. Well, set a fire right down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. Yes, I want more of you, God. The set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Yes, I want more of you. I desire you, Lord. I want more of you. Come on and tell me your own words. I want more of you, Jesus, yeah. In my life, in my life, in my heart. I want to see you high lifted up, oh. Jesus, you can have it all. You can have it all, oh. oh. Set a fire, set a fire. That I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God, we'll sing it, we'll set up right down in my soul, that I can't contain, that I can't control, I want more of you, God, I want more of you, God. It up, oh Lord. See you high and lift it up. Just for more of you, God. From well, just the voices. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more, come on, one more time, sing it out, set a fire, oh, set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that
1: I can't control,
2: I want more of you, God, I want more of oh. you, Come on, would you just bless the Lord right now, just a hand clap of praise, come on, If you can do me the kind favor and just begin to wait, make your way back to your seats, we're going to get into the Word. And if you got your Bibles, go ahead and open them up to Daniel chapter 6. Amen. 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 God is good. Amen. Come on. Don't say it unless you mean it. God is good. Amen. 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 Every time you get into the presence of God, something is happening. Something is happening. Amen. God is not snoozing. He's not the kind of God that's a Buddha, who sits down on a countertop and just collects dust. God is alive in heaven and glory. Amen. And we get the opportunity to come before God and say, man, God, Man, I may not be smart, God, I may not know it all, but God, the fact that your presence would come in and meet me in this place and do something in my life, that you would save me, that you would say, man, you know what, I'm not some hotshot guy that's in heaven, but God, that you would come down in heaven, but God, we know that you're hot hotshot and you love us, but God, God, teach us humility like that, that God, when we get in your presence like that, God, we can realize, man, God is here. I mean, that's my heart that when God comes into a building that you guys would be so sensitive, be like, man, God is here, let's do some things. Amen. And when we come in a time of worship, God is definitely moving in people's hearts. And I'm believing God for greater things in your lives and in this ministry. Amen. If you're with me, open up your Bibles to Daniel chapter 6. We are going to be uh, looking at the story of Daniel. Amen. And uh, today, you know, I actually had the awesome privilege this past week um, to go to the Jesus Culture Concert in the Rosemont Theater and it was everything that you would want it to be worship I mean, other Christians there. I feel like if you weren't there, you were violating Christian 101. You needed to be there. Everyone that was a Christian, like I'm, I'm walking into the theater, and there's people that we know, hey, what's up? And then we're like, hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? Like everybody you're probably going to see in heaven is going to be there. You know what I mean? So it was a good time. And, and so we get there, and like Jesus Culture, they're this band. We play them a lot here at the church. We'll probably play them afterwards. But the whole purpose of them, they're a movement. They started off in their youth group, and they said, man, you know what? We want to get people on fire for God. And these people can sing. I mean, I'm talking about saying. And when they start singing, I mean, it's something that the whole uh, atmosphere in that place just begins to worship God. And everybody's in the same heart and the same mind. And God's presence just fills the room. And yesterday, yesterday Wednesday, it was at a theater. So huge place. I mean, 15 times, I mean, 50 sizes time, 50 times, time, 50 times bigger than this probably, uh, It took me a while to get that out, but that's what I meant. It was huge, okay? There's a lot of people there, and um, I got the awesome privilege to meet some of them afterwards. I was like, oh my gosh, like a dream come true, and um, it kind of encouraged me. As I was there, you know, getting my worship on, you know what I mean? Everybody's doing their thing. It's cool to be around other Christians who know how to worship God. Okay, I'm not talking about like, I love you, Jesus. I'm talking about like running down and doing like cartwheels. I'm like, that's how you worship. And and so people were doing that. Like even the older people, they starting off, they ain't waiting for the fast song. They're like over here on their tippy toes. I'm like, praise God. I want to look like that when I get old. Amen. Um, But I just remember as I was praying, God gave me a word and I want to share it today. And I was just praying and it just came like this. It was just weak knees. You need to have weak knees. And I'm praying and I'm closing my eyes and I'm like, is that the Lord? Then he said it again, you need to have weak knees. And I'm like, okay, Lord, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to make something work, but I wasn't trying to get too spiritual, but I knew, okay, you know what, that's probably something I'm going to go back, pray on. And sure enough, I, I prayed, I spent time with the Lord, and God showed me what he meant when he when He was saying that to me. And I'm going to tie that in a little bit into the passage, but I want you to do me a favor. We're going to read Daniel chapter 6. Um, the intro, thing you should know when you read the Bible, it's good to know the backdrop the history of what you're reading. Um, It gives you the proper context so you don't take anything out of context and you don't start thinking like Jesus is a girl, all right, you know, that Jesus smoked weed. You don't get none of that nonsense in your mind. So it's good to have a backdrop of the stories that you're reading and particularly this passage we're reading, Daniel chapter 6, okay. Daniel, if you read the beginning of Daniel, what happens here is that Israel, the nation of Israel, God's chosen people, God was telling them, hey, listen, get right, and he was sending prophets. Somebody say prophets. Prophets are people back in the time and even today that hear from God and give people words. Hey, this is what God is saying. Either they hear for people or they come and they give a word of encouragement or sometimes they give a rebuke like, hey, you're not following for God. The path that you're leading is leading you to death. Hey, get off of that and turn to Jesus. You see that all in the prophet's Um, in the Bible. And so what happened here, there was these prophets that God had raised up and they weren't listening to God. They were somewhat hard-headed and they thought like, man, you know what? We're pretty good. We're doing pretty successful. You know, the banks are doing good. We have our families. Everything's good. What are you talking about? We need to repent, come to God. Like, forget that. And so what God does for his people, he raises up their enemies. Literally, God raises them up and prepares them so that the enemies of Israel can overtake Israel. And that just happened. And that was God ordained. And God said, listen, I told you that was going to happen. So we're getting in the context now. Daniel is written where um, he's in the Babylonian captivity where the people that God had raised up had conquered. All right. They were actually putting their people to work. They were making them slaves. And whenever you're under another person's authority, it's never good for you because you have to pay taxes. And life is horrible. It's miserable. And so we're getting in this passage. and, And Daniel, if you read from the beginning, he was a man. A young man, faithful unto God, that even though like all hell was breaking out loose, all right, he was still faithful to God. And throughout the years, he was faithful no matter what had happened. And here we get in Daniel chapter 6. He's a little older, okay, he has more experience, but he's still loving God. And I love this chapter, and I love this Um um, this um story. It's about this called Daniel and the Lions. Then some of you guys may be familiar with this, some of you're not. But we're just gonna read. I want to read chapter verse one to ten because I have a little time. So I'm just gonna go straight through it. If you we don't have it up here, so please listen to me. I'll try to go slow, but at the same time, um, a little fast. So here we goes. Daniel chapter six, verse one. It says it like this. It pleased Darius to appoint one hundred and twenty satraps darius was the emperor of persia i mean babylon he was the guy in control he was the king he was the main guy so the king uh, it was pleased he was pleased to appoint 120 Sat-traps, what that means, he appointed 120 uh, governors. He had, like, provinces. Think about it like this. If the United States was one entire kingdom, the state of Illinois would be one place. You know, and we have cities. Think about it. In this kingdom, there are 120 locations, provinces, cities, where the governor, where the king is actually appointing governors, his close men. And here he goes, to rule throughout the kingdom with three administrators over them, one of whom was Daniel. So we're here, we're seeing Daniel being promoted. And let's keep on reading. The satraps were made accountable to them so the king might not suffer loss. Now Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. Daniel, a man of God, the Bible says distinguished himself. He set himself apart from the rest of the people so that he was presentable. So not even more presentable, but that people liked Daniel. The king liked Daniel. He distinguished himself. Amen. Bible says this, At this, the administrators and the satraps tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel in his conduct of government affairs. I think I skipped apart. part. He distinguished himself among the administrators and the scepterists by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. So you guys get an understanding. Daniel's getting favor with the king. And now all these people, guess what they're doing? They're hating on my man, Daniel. They're hating on him. Bunch of losers. Distinguished themselves. Here it goes. So they try to find reasons to get him um, out, of, out of control. And so they're looking at his life. The Bible says they, they looked at Daniel, see if they find anything to, to charge against him. But they were unable to do so. They could not find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor negligent. Finally, these men said, we will never find any basis for charges against this man, Daniel, unless it has something to do with the law of his God. They observed Daniel so much that they said, man, this guy is clean. He's spotless. There's nothing we can find that he's doing wrong. He keeps the law, and he's a sharp guy. There's nothing we can say about him because everything he's doing is exceptional. You know, we have to make something up about his God because I think that's the reason why he's like that. Let's keep on reading. So these administrators and satraps went as a group to the king and said, may King Darius live forever. You know, they're sucking up to him a little bit. Like, hey, you're the bomb. You're the best. Say, hey, we got a little thing you don't really know about. We're going to try to give it to you. So make it lean. Like, it's your idea. Here it goes. The royal administrators, the prefects, satraps, advisors, and governors had all agreed that the king should issue an edict and enforce a decree that anyone who prays to any god or human being during the next 30 days except you, your majesty, shall be thrown in the lion's den. What just happened? These guys are hating Daniel. They hate him so much, and it's because of his God, because what a God is doing in his life, how God is favoring him, how God is giving him position, that literally they come and they're making up a plan to get rid of Daniel, and they're saying, listen, my king, you know what? We're coming up with a rule. It's a really a good idea. You should really consider that the next 30 days, no one should bow to any other God or any other ruler except for you. huh? Uh, that's good, because what they're doing is they're really trying to suck up to the king, but really trying to hate Daniel and find ways to kill him. And they even mentioned the lions then, and that's pretty popular. If if you ever grow up in in Sunday school, you might have seen this uh, acted out. You might have seen this in cartoons, but this is legit. They're not talking about little baby cuddly lions you can play and you can pet. I'm talking about grown lions sometimes they starve them so their appetite can get bigger what they would do is um, anybody who was uh, having problems with Babylon anybody who would owe large amounts of money anybody who was a a basically a low life in that society what they would do is they would punish them by throwing them in the lion's den yeah it, it was that intense I mean it's not like we're gonna lock you up for an i was like hey go to the lion's den to hungry lion's like you're dead Okay, so this is what's happening. And they're coming up with this plan. And it says it like this. Now, Daniel learned that the decree had been published. And he went home. I love Daniel. He went home to his upstairs room where the windows were open toward Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God. Just as he has done before daniel learns of this new rule now saying you know what you can't worship any other person except for this man except for king darius you can only do it daniel found out and the bible says that he goes up to his room upstairs by the windows so that everyone can see he's like okay i can't worship god i got you goes up (laughs) By the windows, gets on his knees and, yeah, and prays to God. Three times a day he got down on his knees, prayed, giving thanks to his God just as he had done before. See, at this point he was presented a situation. He said, man, do I love my job so much that I, that I, that I lose it, that I can just walk away from it? Is it that important to worship God that I, man, I may lose my life? He's like, no, this is important. He saw that worshiping God was the greatest thing he can do. He got to his knees. And, man, I want to talk to you today about weak knees. And it's not talking about the the actual strength of your knees. I'm not talking about working out. I'm not saying that, man, you know what? Your knees look pretty strong. Your knees, yeah, you need some work. You No, know, no, no. There's no way you can judge someone. Like when I say weak knees, it's more of a spiritual thing. Um, I actually want to give you a little story of uh of a time when I actually had weak knees. It was my junior year in high school. I went to Lane Tech, pretty big school. And um, the summer before that, I was playing baseball, and I tore my meniscus. What the meniscus is, I'll try to get it in light for you guys. What the meniscus is, it's a piece of tissue between this bone and this bone to absorb all the shock between uh, your legs so that when you're running, it doesn't like bone on bone, and you're not scraping your knees and all crazy stuff weird. So what happened, I had a tear in that. So like it does it hurt to like put pressure on it's like ah so I would walk with the limb to favor this side. Long story short, I went in and had surgery and I needed to have some time to recuperate. And um, I was in school at that time. I was a junior. So um, I was the kid with crutches, all right? I was that guy. And the doctor said, hey, listen, you got to go through rehab. You got to do this. You need the crutches. It's good for you. And there was a point in time I would walk in the hallways to Lane Tech that literally with the crutches, like, I would favor and I would, like, turn. I would curve. So, like, long hallways. I'm, I'm like, man. So I needed to train my body to like do its normal, proper function. And then one time, I got a little brave, and I'm like, man, I'm getting a little stronger. I think I can do it. And I'm hanging out with my friends. We used to park, and we all walked together. I walked with the clique. It was the baseball team. And and I remember like walking, and... Everybody's like, uh-oh, no crutches. I see you, I see you. I'm like, yeah, what's good? And so I start walking a little faster, showing off, and everybody's like, okay, I see you. It was raining that day, so that's why I was like, man, I don't want to get wet. I'm probably going to be the last one out here. So everybody's like, yeah, go ahead. I'm walking in front of them, and now I'm like a little favoring it, but I'm still walking. I'm like, yeah. And I just remember, like, taking one step, and there I go. I just, like, hit. And all I hear is just a whole bunch of laughter behind me ah no okay are you okay yeah ah literally what had happened was um i shouldn't have been doing that kind of like walking that intensely and it kind of like um hurt a lot <laughs> that literally when i hit that with the, the pink shot up my body it's like oh it froze me and i just toppled over like that's what it was i have a good friend he can tell you that story, like like reenacted but i just remember how humiliating that was they were my friends, but there was the lady from the McDonald's, because we were walking by the McDonald's, she's singing, and she's like, I'm like, I'm okay, like, leave me alone. Like, it was so embarrassing, like, gosh, like, really? And, and I just remember that time and, and how I'm going to use that as an example. Like, weak knees, I'm not talking about the physical weak knees. I'm talking about these spiritual weak knees. And, and this is what God was telling me. God said he's looking for a people who would have weak knees, Who would say to themselves, like, man, you know what? I'm going to humble myself before God and seek his face. And and this is what it kind of came to. Like, many of us would assume that being humble, like bowing our knees and serving someone is is a sign of weakness. In society, what, what they're really feeding you, it's in the media, it's in anything you would hear, is that everything you can find is found in yourself. Like the chief end why you're here is to discover your purpose and it's hidden away deep down inside your heart. And only you can find it. And they promote humanism as if human, humans are the ultimate uh, uh, experience. Humans are the ultimate beings in the universe. And meekness, humility, is seen as a sign of weakness. I like to look at it like this. Humility is a sign of a growing Christian. Society says that the answer is found in self and the expression of self and what the world needs. Y'all ever heard of the term <clears throat> YOLO? Who's ever heard of that term YOLO? Like you only live, right? On the counter to religion, shout out YOLO on, on top of our lungs. One, two, three. YOLO. YOLO. Y'all know you said it before. Don't act like that. Whatever. You know what I mean? Ugh, that's not cool. Whatever. It's on your Facebook. YOLO. You only live once. Do what pleases you. Do whatever you find that's in yourself. That that's your realest you. That's you. And and what the world needs is. It's not people who are so full on themselves. What the world needs is people who can humble themselves, have weak knees, and come before God. And that God will get a hold of such a person that God will transform their life. And that wherever they go, they will carry the presence of God. And wherever they go, people will begin to have weak knees around them. And so that people, not finding their purposes in self, finding it in God. Because you'll always be disappointed if you try to find the answer within yourself. It's not in yourself. God made the relationship so that you can come to him. And and I want to encourage you because many of us, we have the idea that God came and he died on the cross to save us from sin, which he did. That's good. That's foundational truth. But he also died and rose again so that he can be Lord of your life, so that he can live through you. Let me ask you something. Is God living through you today? Is he living through you or are you just attending the church services is your life radically different from when you accepted God in your heart and in your life? That you're not the same. You see, many of us, we go through things like Daniel. We go through conflicts that we really can't prepare for. How about this personal areas in your life you struggle with? Pride, perversion, lust of the eyes and flesh, jealousy, deceit, anger, bitterness, unforgiveness. Those are some of the roots of spiritual poison. And if we look at our lives, man, those are personal areas. And in those areas, are you weak in your knees to come before God and say, God, I give this to you? How about this? Relational areas involving others. Blad bud between people. Complex relationships that are results of broken promises. Lies, problem, and hurt. All these can affect Your spiritual relationship with God. Here's the thing, and I wanted to speak it to you because God gave it to me today as I'm coming here. He added a little part of my message. I think some of the reasons that some of us can't really get that intimacy with God, the reason why it's so shallow and focused on self is because we're prideful. You're so full of pride that all you can see in yourself and in a moment of sincerity, you come to church, you say, God, I trust you, God, I trust you. But when you leave this place, there's no change in what you do in your life. So that God is just like, I can't can't do anything. I can move in your life, I can save you, I can change you, but you need to live it out. See, Daniel, when he was faced with the conflict in his life, he didn't run. The story doesn't go like, hey, you know what, Daniel left because he valued his position. He said, you know what, 30 days, I can do it, God, I ain't going to bow, I ain't going to pray. He went up to his room by the window, got on his knees, and prayed as he'd done before. And I think that for us, we need to stop being secret Christians. We need to stop saying, you know what, I can only do this much in my life with God and, and believe God for great things. And saying, God, I'm going to be weak in my knees so that you can be great in my life. How many of you guys are humbly, check this, humbly seeking God? Or is God the person where in your own selfish ambitions that you're coming like, man, God, I need to get this. I need this. God, I need this. Yeah, the Bible says ask and you will receive. But are you loving God? And how's that going? How's that developing? the story continues. And, and what happens is, the king was really sad when he found out that Daniel was caught. He had a favor for Daniel and because of what God was doing in his life. And he tried to literally act and maybe even change the decree. But they kept on saying, listen, once the decree, once the decree is signed and once the king says something, it has to be done. You couldn't go back in your word. So the king lost some sleep over that he was really distraught. And literally they take Daniel to the lion's den. In the face of all trouble. <laughs> but they're taking him like, was it worth it, Daniel? Was it worth it? Yeah, is your God worth it? Yeah, here you go. Leading him up to the lion's den. And you can probably hear the stories of people as they're walking by like, oh, there goes the lion's den. There goes that, Daniel. Man, I like that guy. He was such a nice guy. He would never see him again. And they take him to the lion's and they throw him in there. Here's a miracle that happened with that. Hungry lion's. I mean, massive animals. The next day, the king said he was praying and, and he was praying to the Lord. And he was literally saying, man, Lord, you got to do something. And it gets down and the next day, King Darius, he goes over to the lion's den, thinking he's probably going to smell like the guts of Daniel and just like... So he runs and he yells out, Daniel, Daniel. And he said, may the king live forever. There was actually a voice that responded and it says, my God has sent his angel and he shut the mouths of the lions. They have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight. Nor have I ever done any wrong before you, your majesty. The king was overjoyed and gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den. And when Daniel was lifted from the den, check this out. No wound was found on him because he had trusted God. I think many of the problems that we face in our life is really humbling ourselves and saying, God, what you're requiring of me, I will do. We're so full of pride and we're only able to do what what doesn't cost us. Like maybe giving up relationships that God is saying, man, you know what? I don't want you in that because that hurts you and that doesn't bless me. Or maybe addictions or maybe habits that God is saying, I get no glory in that. I don't like it when you do that. I don't like it when you talk like this. I don't like it when you think like that. And we're only saying, man, God, you know what? This is the way I'm built. You see, I, I was always like this. And we're, we're looking at ourselves and saying, hey, that's just normal. And God is saying, no, I want to change that. And, and God is looking for people who would be weak in their knees, who would be humble. That's my heart today, and that's my word. And in closing, would you stand to your feet for me, please? I want us to uh, to come up here for prayer, but here it is. I don't want this to be the, well, we, I'm going to pray now. It's time for prayer because Layla's on the keys, and it's getting really spiritual. None of that. But I want us to come and really seek God in our hearts and our lives, really laying down because when I read that story again, the Bible says no wound was found on him because he had trusted his God. Many a times when we get in that place of trusting God, humbling ourselves, it's like, I trust him, and it says no wound was found on him. God had his back so much, not even a scratch was found on the man. And in your life, in your life, you need to have the same trust to God, and it starts with giving up your pride. Here's the thing I don't know if I have pride, okay many of us, if I look at the faces, some of us are new. We welcome you here. Know Jesus have been to our youth group before, so I'm not talking about some newbies, maybe except for one or two. Man, when God speaks in your life, is that the authority of what he's saying and you're going to do it? Because if that's the case, then man, there will be some things turning over in your life. There will be some addictions broken in your life. But many of the times we're coming and we're confessing the same thing which is okay if you, if you struggle you struggle but but I'm believing in a God that's saying man I got your back so much That listen it's going to work out for you you just need to be humble in the face of all this adversity so right now with eyes closed I want you to search your heart and say God point out the pride in me point out the pride in me come on in my walk God, with you, have I been prideful? Have I been resisting your hand? God, I want to trust you the same way Daniel trusted you. That God, even though it was a law against to pray, God, he still went after you. That humility, God, we want it for our lives. We don't want it to be fake. And so I got to pray for every youth here. This is what we're going to do. If you're saying to yourself, man, you know what? God is touching my heart. He's pointing out some areas that I'm needing to change and that I've just been putting to the side, and I need to humble myself. I need to be weak in my knees and bow before him. This is what I'm going to do. As Layla plays, I just want you to come up to the and I just want you to talk with the Lord. And I want my leaders, my elders and deacons, I want them to come behind you guys, and we're just going to pray with you. We're going to put our hands over you. Amen. Come on, God, we just come before you right now, God. And I just pray, Lord, you just make this so real in our hearts, God, that we don't have to wonder if there's any pride. But, God, you point it out. God, start with me. Start with me, God. God, I want to live such a life that when people look, God, there's there's no no sense of, of someone hiding or someone trying to be someone they're not. Father, I want them to see you. So, God, I humble myself before you. God, search my heart. Search our hearts this night, God. Listen, on the count of three, I'm going to release you just to come up to the front and just pray. Talk with God. Amen. One, because he loves you. Two, because if he didn't love you, he wouldn't tell you not to come. And and three, because there's healing. Amen. One, two, three. If that's you, just come up to the front. We want to pray with you. can do me the favor. We're just going to put some music in the background so we can free up Leilani because we want her praying because there's a response to the word today. Amen. Amen, God. God, I want to be like Daniel. i bow before you. Even in the circumstances, God, that I won't find it in my position, my knowledge, my age, but I'll bow before you, God. We trust you, Lord. Just a couple moments more Come on as leaders come and just pray it over you Would you just turn your affections toward God In closing We give you this night, we give you our lives God We humble ourselves before you Oh ta ba ba so cool that would be the same Never be the same. Never
1: be the same. Amen.
2: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 For some of us who are are receiving prayer, who've been prayed for, the whole point of you being humble in closing. The whole point of you being humble is that your passion for God will grow. Because you're going to realize you don't have it all. You don't know it all. But God does. That's why we come to him. That's why we are total dependent on him. And as that total dependency happens, as as you enter in his presence... As you humble yourself and say, man, you know what, I'm not going to put this before, I'm not too busy, I'm humbling myself. The moment you say, I'm too busy for God, you need to humble yourself and come to him. Come on. Father, I pray that the humility, God, that's in our hearts, that God, you are positioned us to, would turn into passion towards your son, towards your name. Father, that would turn into passion to see this church filled with souls. Father, would turn into passion to go and spread your word, to turn into passion to go and live lives changed. We pray for your strength, God, because our pride's going to act up in the middle of the week and say, you know what, I'm going to do it like this. I'm not going to do it like that. Father, I pray that we be sensitive to your word and to your spirit. God, lead us to paths everlasting. God, we humble ourselves. God, teach us to be humble the way you are humble, the way you came down for heaven and you left your glory, you left your throne to come and walk amongst us. God, teach us to be humble like that. We desire it, God. We want to see this world change. Our desire is to see heaven on earth.